Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and I'm going to be your dream coach for the next few minutes, maybe 35 or so. And I'm hoping that you are enjoying this series that we're on called uh, Life in the Spirit and Walking in the Spirit. And what does that pertain to? And so I am on part three of Walking in the Spirit, and I'm hoping I may get to uh, the next topic about Life in the Spirit. But this this is so important to get this. And I've talked about, about Holy Spirit, how he dwells on the inside of a born-again believer. And now I want to talk about him uh, coming out of you. And I, and I spent uh, some time in Revelation where, the, where it talks about Jesus standing at the door and knocking. He doesn't, he's not trying to get into you. And it's a, it's a scripture that some evangelists use improperly. And uh, no, I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm trying not to criticize him, but it's just being used improperly as a as a scripture to you know uh, put out the the net to you know draw people into salvation. And it's actually not a scripture for salvation. It's a scripture that is used um, for admonishing the church, and that Jesus doesn't want to stay on the inside of you he wants to flood out of you not, not that he you you won't have any more jesus in here because he's the everlasting father he's the he's the prince of peace he's the ever he is the alpha and the, and the omega he's the beginning and the end he is omniscient and, and omniscient and omnipresent and omnipotent so you you cannot run out of him he, he's just saying that there's a river of living water that wants to flood out of you and come into this realm and come into your spheres of influence and come into your metron of ministry and come into your job, come into your situations, come into your problems, come into your pain and be an answer and solution to it all. So the scripture that we've been heavily relying upon is found in Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. It says, if you live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So we have a dichotomy. If you're living in the spirit, it means you're born again. But if you're walking in the spirit, it means that you are manifesting the kingdom of God in this realm. Jesus, you know, taught us to pray. He says, when you pray, say, and, and, and you need to go back and, and, and listen to those podcasts about the word and the spoken word. But Jesus said, and I don't want to get off on that topic right now because we got to stay focused right now. J- Jesus says the words, um, uh, when you pray, say. So when you pray, you got to say, thy, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is all about manifesting the kingdom of God in this realm. And you need to say this out loud after me. Say, I am a portable portal for the glory of God. You are a portal portable portal for the glory of God. You are a portal for the glory of God, but you are portable. And wherever you go, and as you're walking in obedience to God, you are able to release the king of glory. You're able to release the spirit of the living God, the rivers of living water 
will come out of you at times and in seasons and more and and uh, at lesser and greater degrees according to the circumstance and the situation. But there, there is the glory of God that's on the inside of you. The Bible says that it was the glory of the Father that raised Christ from the dead. But it also says if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body, that same spirit shall also quicken your mortal body. So we want to get into all of that today. I want to tell you, you are not only are you a portable portal for the glory of God, you are a fountain for living water. You are a fountain for living water. Out of you flows rivers of living water. You're saying like, where does the, you know, you might have this question of where does the anointing come from? Or where does the spirit of God come from? How do I, does the, the spirit, does the anointing, when I pray for something, does it just, you know, come into existence or start raining down from heaven and, and the uh, the ethereal realm and just, no, I want to tell you, the, the glory and the rivers of living water, the anointing of God comes out of born-again believers. Psalms chapter 24, verse 7 says, Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Once again, are they is he coming into your heart or is he coming out of your heart? See, you became one with the Spirit of the living God. If you have not listened to the two or three other um, podcasts on life in the Spirit or and walking in the Spirit, you need to go back. And I talk about all of that. But you need to understand that you are a gate and you are a door. So your gate, lift up your head, O ye gates. It's making reference to the authority in your life and is in your mouth. So lift up your head, O ye gates. When you begin to open your mouth and you begin to praise God and you begin to be thanks thankful. A gate represents authority. And the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. How do you do that? You speak it. So your mouth is very important. Your mouth is very important because you speak things and you create and you release the kingdom of God into this realm by the very declaration that comes out of your mouth. So your mouth, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting door. So an everla- your everlasting, you are an everlasting door as well as a gate. And the door is your spirit. Your spirit is the doorway to the supernatural. Your spirit houses the king of glory. Your spirit has become one with the spirit of the living God. But he needs to come up and out of you and begin to mantle you and begin to flow forth from you. And that's when it says, it says, lift up your head. And when you decree and declare his greatness, and this is what's so important about praise and worship. And that's why he, the, the Lord taught us how to pray this way. Pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. When you begin to hallow God's name and you begin to praise him and thank him, he is, begins to be manifested on the power of your praise. And all of a sudden, he's enthroned upon your praises. How does that happen? It's because you have become a fountain of living water. You become a fountain of the power of God. The majesty of God begins to spring out of your mouth. How does the glory come? You are a fountainhead for the glory of God. The Bible calls you a fountain of living water. Why? Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And I've and I've joked with people all over the world as I as I I've, you know preached on this topic about life in the spirit and walking in the spirit. 
And so when the Bible says that you are, you are a fountainhead of living water and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, you are not a care bear and the glory does not come out of your belly baton. You are not like, you know, at that, that crucial time when, when evil was about to overcome the care bears. Come on. If you, if you're an, if you're a sixties baby or, and you grew up in the eighties and, and you had children, you, you, you know about the care bears and what, what they did in the care bear stare. Come on. Don't be so religious that you can't catch something here. They, they would open up their bellies. They would put out their bellies. They would protrude their bellies and then they would release this this glorious light, and all of a sudden, all evil would be destroyed. But it, we are not care bears. <laughs> My name is Bear, but it's not. I'm not a care bear because. <laughs> I don't have glory flowing out of my belly button, but I do have the rivers of living water flooding up out of my belly through the conduit of my being because I put a demand out on my gate called my mouth and then I shoot the glory out of my mouth in, in praise and worship and declaration, proclamation, and then it rains back down. I remember back in the old Pentecostal services, I would hear you need to get over and sit over there with Mama and Mama Susie or or Mama Rosetta or or whoever with the glory of God was coming out of, and they would just be over there just praising God and manifesting the very glory of God and shooting up the glory of God out of them as they praised their Savior that they were so in love with and and they were praising. They said you need to get to get to the spout where the glory's coming out. I hope this is a spout today where the glory is coming out and you feel the anointing. Receive the anointing of the rivers of living water. The very I want to tell you on the inside of you flows the same rivers uh, uh, that flow underneath the throne room of God. It's not a different river. You are connected to the rivers of living water that flow right underneath the throne room of God. And they want to flow out of you and into your circumstance, into your situation, into your problem, into that very giant that is trying to take you out, into that, uh, that giant of accusation, that giant of divorce, that giant of pain, that giant of sickness, that giant of disease, all these things can be taken care of by the power of God that wants to flood out of you. You know, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord all dwell on the inside of you because the spirit of God has become one with your spirit. You know, signs and wonders and miracles can happen as you manifest the glory of God and allow him to come up and out of you and begin to manifest upon you and begin to flow forth from you. You can shift and change atmospheres and circumstances and you can rewrite history by a declaration from your mouth, releasing the spirit of God into this realm. Hallelujah. Matt, keep it on the road, man. Keep it on the road as you're getting hit by the glory of God right now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So uh, here we are. If you live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So I'm living in the spirit. That's constant. My walking in the spirit is dependent on me. Bringing forth. See, I, I, I will have forever all of God on the inside of me. But for me to shift and change the world, it, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory, but it's Christ 
on me and flowing forth from me. That is the hope of everything else and everyone else in my spheres of influence. I need to make this realm just like heaven. And how do I do that? I manifest and allow the king of glory, the very spirit of God, the river of living waters to flood out of me and come into this realm. You know, I'm, I'm going to go right back to Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8, and I'm just going to read this, and I'm going to highlight this a wee bit. And this is what happened, is that Jesus breathed on the disciples at the end of Luke, and, 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 and it's called the insufflation of God, where he breathed on them. Do you feel that anointing? Shikota. The very breath of God is coming into your life right now. Jesus did the very same thing to the disciples just before he went. He breathed on them. They said, he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And here it is in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Wait for the promise of the Father. Do not depart from Jerusalem. Don't depart from the city of peace. Don't depart from the city of peace. Don't leave your peace. I'm not going to get too much into that, but just make note of that. You, If you want power manifested, don't leave the place of peace. Don't depart from Jerusalem, the city of peace, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. And that was at the end of Luke. And then verse five says, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The word baptize simply means to drown, to submerge to a place where you are drowned. He says, you, 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 you are, when you are being baptized in water, you are going underneath. It's not a sprinkling, and I'm not against people sprinkling. Don't get me, I'm not here to have a theological debate because my grandfather told me a story about a guy that he got, he, he led to the Lord, and he says, I want to get baptized. And, and he was just about to die. He was on his last legs and, and it, was a, it was a deathbed confession. But he said, I want to get baptized. And he said, and, and wisdom prevailed over my grandfather. And he just came and he brought some water and he, and he, and he poured it over his head and he, and, he, and he baptized him that way. But is it best to, to, to get into a pool and get submerged? Yeah, I think that's what God was making reference to. But you're not saved whether you get you know, all the way under the water or not. It has nothing to do. You are saved by faith through grace. You are saved by the incorruptible seed of the word of God because you believe in the blood of Jesus Christ and what he did. And then that gives accessibility for Holy Spirit to come into your spirit and become one with your spirit. This is what makes you saved. The, the baptism uh, in water is an outer expression of what happened on the inside of you. Is it a good idea to get baptized in water? Absolutely. Go do it. If you've never done it, do it. You, you will, you will no doubt feel the presence of God in you. Uh, it, but it's an obedience. It's out of obedience. It's, it's not a, a law unto salvation. It's just walking in obedience and walking it out and showing your, your commitment to Christ. 
And do wonderful supernatural things happen? Yes, I've seen it. Seen the glory of God come on people wonderfully. But this is what, but when you're getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're actually be, your flesh and your your whole body, your soul, everything that is in on on the inside of you, on the outside of your whole person, your whole spirit, soul, and body are being submerged in being overwhelmed by the Spirit of the Living God. He said, "For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now." And it was exactly. 10 days. He says, therefore, in verse 6, he says, therefore, when, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And, you know, this is, this is, they were still looking at the physical realm. They, Jesus was trying to do an internal work that would have external, uh, uh, Things happen and start a harvest. And, 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 and yes, the kingdom of God, according to Isaiah chapter 9, is, has never stopped increasing and shall never stop. Uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, will never stop increasing. And from the moment of the conception of the church at the day of Pentecost, when we just, a couple weeks ago, where, where we celebrated Pentecost, that was the birth of the new church. That was the birth of the new covenant. That was the birth of the many brethren that were the, were the many brethren of the firstborn who was Jesus. Christ, that all happened, to, uh, and we celebrated it about two weeks ago as we celebrated Pentecost, and God was trying to birth a seed. God does everything with a seed, and then he waters it and, and nurtures it and sees it grow, and now the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is over two billion people strong right across the world. It's very exciting what we are part of. Verse 7 says, And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come up, up and on you, upon you. But you shall receive power power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, to the end of the earth. He says here in verse seven, let me just read that again. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. That that word times is actually the um, Greek word chronos, which is talking about the tickety talk of the clock. It's talking about, he says, don't be, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons uh, which the father has put in his own authority. And so many people are looking, uh, can I just be real with you? A lot of people know more, more, um, things about the antichrist than, than they know scriptures on the Christ. Stop worrying about the Antichrist and the Antichrist spirit and what Joe Biden is doing or Trump is doing or Justin Trudeau is doing or, 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 or whoever your, your leadership is in the world and, and stop looking for the Antichrist and begin to look into the scriptures and look and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit and begin to look to the Christ, the, uh, the Hamashiach, the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, 
Jesus is way more important and way more powerful than any antichrist spirit. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons. Don't worry. In other words, he's saying, don't worry about the things that are going on. But then he says in verse eight, but on the contrary, the word but means on the contrary, you shall, this is what you need to be concerned about, that you allow Holy Spirit to come upon you, up and on you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory, and that gets you that gets you into eternal life. That's your, that is your born again. That is amazing, and that's the best thing that will ever happen to you. But I want to tell you something of equal importance is for the glory of God to come out of you. Is it of equal importance? No, I, I guess it isn't. But it is so very, 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 very important that you allow the Holy Spirit to come out of you in power and authority. There are several ways in which Holy Spirit comes up and out of you. And I don't, I'm not going to be able to, uh, I'm probably going to have to do part four. Oh my word, help me, Jesus. But it's all about allowing that which is within you to begin to affect everything that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But unless he comes out of you, you will not have the greater one dealing with your problems and your issues. The Bible says, let God arise and his enemies will be scattered. You don't have to worry about fighting the enemy. Just allow Holy Spirit to come out of you and all of a sudden God himself will begin to strike vengeance. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. You, the enemy needs to feel the, 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 the wrath of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Not man, not men doing evil things, not, not these people that are doing evil things even against you. No, the spirit behind them. They're about to taste the spirit of the fear of the Lord like never before. When, when you begin to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do, my God, there's a, oh, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm, I'm going to probably hit on this a little bit more. But you need to understand when you, when you not only live in the spirit, but you begin to walk in the spirit, you are actually putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 1 says, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus if you believed in the blood of Jesus Christ, creating accessibility for the anointed one and his anointing, precious Holy Spirit, to come into your life. So there is no more condemnation for, you, for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. If you live in the spirit, you should also walk in the spirit. There's a dichotomy here. Are you getting this? You are not, to live in the spirit means that you are born again and you have, you have God's wonderful uh, presence and, and you are saved for eternity and you're saved from damnation and you're saved unto the uttermost. But now you have the privilege. Come on, somebody say privilege. Say, I have the privilege to now walk in the Spirit. When you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are actually walking in the Spirit of God. You're actually putting on the anointed one and his anointing. On the inside of you, I call it a Lord robe. 
I, I'm not speaking with a lisp. It's called a Lord drobe. It's similar to a wardrobe, but it's all these garments that you have on the inside of you that is waiting for you to stir up the Holy Spirit and release him every morning. I, it is so important that you spend time in the presence of God every day. Spend time praising your Savior. Spend time praising your God. Spend time thanking God for every good and wonderful thing and the goodness of the Lord and the kindness that all these things and his faithfulness and begin to do that and allow the Holy Spirit to rise up in the midst of you and mantle you with a mantle that is a suitable suit for the everything that you will meet that day. You need to put on the right suit for the right moment. And I want to tell you, every day is different. Every day God made, every day God knew that you would be entering into this day and that you would need a special suit. When an astronaut goes into space and he goes outside of the space station or the spaceship that he's in and he walks in and he floats around and he does some work outside, he's got to put on a specific suit so that he can still breathe uh, uh, healthy air in the midst of an atmosphere where there is no air. You need to understand that there's a suitable suit and a clothing and a mantle that you pull from the Lord robe that is on the inside of you. This mantle of the Lord robe will come upon you every day with a different mantle, with a different suit, because you're going into a different environment every day. There's a different environment waiting for you to invade by obedience to God. But how you go into that environment is just as important as you going into that environment. Can you hear the word of the Lord today. How you prepare yourself to go into your day will determine the the velocity and the the victory and the amount that you take ground that day. Will you be able to do it again tomorrow? I don't know. You that that those opportunities may have passed by and you may have missed a tremendous harvest because you were not able to think properly because you were uh, you did not have the oxygen, the breath of God you are not breathing in heaven in the midst of the toxicity of the world. See, when you're when you're clothed with the glory of God, when you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, when you allow God to put to suit you up. Let me give you another example. When you are about to go deep sea diving, you 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 slap on a, um, a suit, a, a diving suit, and you learn how to breathe properly in that environment with with the tanks that you have. See, God wants to insufflate you every day. That, that is breathe life into you, the very breath of God. He wants to breathe his life into your into your nostrils. He wants to create, he wants your, your soul to become living again. That day you need an insufflation. You need a holy breath of God breathing in you. And you and as you have you slap on this mantle, you slap on these tanks and you can't see them. You can't even hardly feel them unless you feel the anointing rising up in the midst of your flesh and mantling you. And somebody calls them God bumps or goosebumps, or you feel the you feel the ghost, or you feel the you feel the presence of God coming on. Something you're gonna feel that, but you're going to get acclimatized as you're doing it every day. And you're not even going to know sometimes you're carrying the glory of God in the weightiness because the, the great ability that God has given us to acclimatize to the anointing. 
But you need to know that, that you need to put on the very glory of God. You need to put on the Christ. You need to not only live in the spirit, you need to walk in the spirit. How do you walk in the spirit? You are clothed with the very glory of God. And you can go out into your situation and into your circumstance and in, into problematic situations. And you can face these things, but you're going to have proper oxygen because you're going to be breathing heaven. You're going to be breathing cl- uh, clearly because you, the breath of God is, is circulating through your veins because you're, you put on a suitable suit that's called the armor of light. Oh, man, when you spend time with his glory and you you pray in the Holy Spirit, there is something released out of you. Oh, my word, we didn't even get halfway through where I needed to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope you're catching the anointing today. You know, the old preacher said it's better caught than taught. I hope that as I'm teaching you, you're catching it. I hope you're getting a double barrel shotgun of and a, and a, a booster shot of the anointing and that your faith is arising to allow Holy Spirit to come out of your life and begin to mantle you. Oh, the Lord is looking to do so many magnificent things through you as you spend time uh, focusing and you spend time meditating, you spend time worshiping and allowing Holy Spirit. There is a garment of praise. There's a robe of righteousness. There's a garment of salvation that wants to come out of you. There's the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord that wants to come out and mantle you and 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 allow God to do this for you. It's amazing what will happen when you allow the glory of God to work for you. This is Barry Miracle, and I'm I'm going to sign off for this, but spend time. You know, I don't know when you're listening to this. This is coming out about 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning. I think it's June the 8th. And but spend some time with God before you head out, just run out um, and run headlong into your day. Allow him to clothe you with his glory. Ask him to show you. Go to my website, barrymiracle.ca, and, and get this the 65 IMs. And you can just go over those and their scripture references there. And, and, you know, I can, if you inbox me, I'll, I'll send you a couple different confessions that I do, one in the morning and one in the evening. The morning, it's called, I'm walking in victory. And I go through four-minute four confession, about four minutes and 12 seconds it takes. Tammy and I go through it every day. And we just create an atmosphere. And then we pray for a lot of people and all that kind of stuff. It take, we're about an hour in the morning now. We used to do 20, 25, 30 minutes. And now we're up to an hour because we just have, um, there's so many people that, that we are just coming alongside in this season. But if you want me to send you those, con, those declarations and confessions, you will create an atmosphere and just call call on God. Say, you probably have your own uh, spiritual life. You probably have your own time, but but I want to encourage you to um, make sure you're consistent with it. You know, quantity and consistency are not God. They cannot become God. We don't worship them, but they do create a conduit for God to come. Your consistency and the quantity of time you spend with God really does matter. 
So go to my website, barrymiracle.ca. Uh, you can listen to some some preaches there. You can, you know, uh, receive some hope through uh, declarations and words that I've written, and we can, you know, correspond there. If you if this is blessing you, uh, please make a make a comment. Leave leave some stars. You know, give me a five star rating if you feel that's appropriate. If you are being blessed, um, and then if you feel to even sow, you can go to you can sow on a seed into our ministry of uh, Take Charge Ministries is our um, ministry that we have that is our, our, I don't like saying nonprofit, but that's where we were able to release um, tax deductible receipts there and all that kind of stuff. But you can give through PayPal there. Uh, but anyway, that that's, if, if, don't feel any pressure on that. But if, if you want to sow into what you're hearing, if, if you want to, if you want to you know, you sow where you want to go. I, I, I sow into people's lives when I see an anointing and it begins to open up things and my gift begins to make room for me. You know, Cornelius, um, he, he was the first man, first Gentile man and his family were the first Gentiles to be born again. Why? Because his prayers and his giving, uh, he God came for them, sent an angel, and then Peter came, and then he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And on the other side of Cornelius's prayers, declarations, and his giving, on the other side of that were two billion souls. On the other side of that door of Cornelius were two billion other born-again believers. Isn't that amazing? Oh, so anyway, I bless you. If you feel this, oh, so I'm, I'm don't don't be manipulated don't feel anything except be moved by holy spirit i bless you and just take advantage of the the website yeah you know share this this pod these podcasts around we love you um tammy and i love you and and uh we're believing uh in, in these podcasts are really affecting and beginning to expand your mind as you expand your mind you exp- with the word of god the declaration of god as, as the word of god gets more and more into your mind it begins to straighten out the neurological pathways and then as you are being taught and in the word of god is taking up more of your mind then that allows the holy spirit to sit in there because jesus says the words that i speak are spirit and they are life the words that I'm speaking over you are transforming your mind and creating uh, uh, avenues for the Holy Spirit to come into your life. So this is Barry Miracle signing off for now. And next week we'll hit part four. And hopefully I'm done with, with um, for now on the topic of walking in the spirit. But I don't know because it's a very vast topic. So next week will be part four of walking in the spirit of this series on life in the spirit. Love you guys and have a great week. Thanks again for for joining us today on wake up into your dream. My great friend, Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why in these podcasts. I'm hoping this is true that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. 
But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.